Well, welcome to the Crossing Church Rewind, brought to you by the teaching team of the Crossing Church in Westminster, Colorado, where we dive a little deeper and explore a little further the ideas and themes shared from this past weekend at the Crossing Church. I am Pastor Mark, discipleship pastor here at the Crossing Church, and with me today to my left is... I'm Pastor Leslie, the children and family pastor here at the Crossing. And my lovely wife. And to, I just, ha- I got to point that out for anyone who doesn't know, you know, it gives context to the rest of the, the rest of the I'm conversation. Lovely. At yeah, least he said true. you're lovely. Yeah. Yes. And to my right, the equally lovely, <laughs> but not your wife, not your wife. <laughs> My name's Pastor Nathan. This is going downhill quick. I'm the creative arts and one of the teaching pastors here at the Crossing Church. And uh, and this last week's uh, speaker. I believe that happened. Yeah. Are yeah. you sure? You, did you black out in the middle of it? Or? So fun story. So um, we record now on Thursdays, which is kind of a rehearsal to go through. And it, it gives us for our online service on Saturday and our online services on Sunday. But this is the first time in this new format where we have two live services on Sunday as well. So the few times I've preached during this pandemic, I've preached to an empty room on a Thursday uh, or Friday. And then, you know, it was pretty much the weekend was over. So I wake up Sunday morning this week and I just have this moment of like, oh, no. What did I say Thursday? <laughs> it's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea what I said. And I'm like, I I, I got to do this live twice now. Yeah. And I don't remember and anything. F- fix all the things that I did wrong on Thursday. Right. Like Exactly. <laughs> Usually you have three shots at it, but yeah. this time, uh, you know, had to, we filmed it Thursday. So, but yeah. yes, the, this week's teaching, preaching thingamajigger had to follow uh, Pastor Leslie the week before. So that yeah. was always fun. That's I a tough my, act. I think my favorite part of your whole sermon this week was, and Pastor Leslie, she did a phenomenal job. <laughs> Be sure to check it out. Someone write that down. Day. Yeah, I, uh, there were a lot of adjectives going through my mind. Phenomenal is the one that came out. And so, no, it was good. It was good to follow. Uh, we're still in our series on Acts. We got up through chapter five. So about this time next year, we should be on chapter yeah, 22 right. or 23 if we we're keep good. going so, yeah. at this pace. If, so. you, if you stick with us that long, uh, kudos to you. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's been it's been a good series so far. I, I think we've we've learned a lot. We uh, part of this whole progression for us um, in this COVID-19 era and all of that has been trying to figure out, you know, how long do we do these things? Uh, right. How long do do we talk about this particular topic? So um, who knows how long this one's going for, but it's, it's not one. I think uh, anyone's in a hurry to finish. It's, there's a it lot goes, of good stuff here. It goes as long as uh, uh, the lead guy says it yeah, goes at yeah, this point, whenever yeah. he feels he's done. So boss man, if you're listening, you know, we're, we're waiting on you. So no, it's, <laughs> it's uh, but it's, it's been a good week. Well, uh, I, I want to bring up a couple things just to, you know, kind of get us into the rhythm of all of this. And the first one, pastor Nate Uh-oh. is actually uh, one of your kids. Yeah, um, you, you had an interaction with them, uh, and in fact, a, a great song, a wonderful song called "Reckless Love." If if you don't know it, um, we we uh, played it this last week, uh, part of our worship service. Um, and if you haven't seen Pastor Brian's motions during this <laughs> song, the next time you see him, please ask him to do the "Reckless Love" kick. That's oh, that's man. all you need to do. It's just ask him for the "Reckless Love" kick. It's but, special, but. Uh, you you had a, a, an interesting conversation with one of your kids. Well, yeah, it didn't start off as a conversation. Um, we were at home, and and I hear Cammy kind of singing that guitar line. She's like doing her best Jack Black impression, oh, like yeah. singing the lead line. Yeah, should just get her to do it next time I, instead of you. It's better than yeah, me. And I, I'm like Camden, what what song are you singing? She goes, what? I go, what song are you singing? She goes, one from church today. I go, which one? She goes, Breakfast Love. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped for a minute. And I'm like, 
actually that sounds that sounds pretty good way better like so we've already started working on a parody you know so uh, we've got a trademark nobody can do breakfast love now um i've got to call into the newsboys just to see if they'll help there you go are they, they still should. relevant? Uh, they're not still the newsboys, in my opinion. Okay. They right. are still relevant, but there's not one original member. Really? Not one. I don't left. think I knew that. Yeah. So, I didn't um, know that either. so the trick was is Peter Furler was the last original member, but he was the original drummer. Okay. So I've got history here. 1990, my parents promoted a concert. The newsboys were the opening act. This was before like they were big. This was right before them uh, taking off, and they opened for another small band that was just about to break loose called DC Talk. I, I was going to make a DC talk joke no, here. Seriously, so you, you already kind of ruined 100%. it. hundred percent. So, uh, but Jibba was the name of the original lead singer. Peter Furler was the original drummer. Uh, but the newsboys that most people know after they kind of took off was Peter Furler as the lead singer. Yeah. And every other member has been replaced. And now the lead singer is Michael Tate from DC talk. Yeah. So it's a very weird, vicious little circle. Anyway, they wrote a song about breakfast. I thought that joke would land better, but let's move on. Well, you know, that's <laughs> about a minute and a half of my life. I'm never getting back, but breakfast that's, a, love. that's okay. I, I love breakfast love. I mean, I also love breakfast. I so. was just going to say, I love breakfast. I, I actually so can't be bad. I actually have in our kitchen. Uh, this was one of my first pieces of artwork, you know, because I'm such a classy individual. I have art. Um, it's literally. <laughs> and you read books. And I read books. I Whoa. do. I do. Uh, it's literally just a thing that says you had me at bacon and it's just a, a thing of bacon and it's hanging up in yeah, my no, kitchen. That's very true. That is um, uh, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons I would not convert to Judaism. Um, yeah. Just you the, can't eat bacon. That's not the only reason, but that's a that's big a, one. That's, up a, big there. One. that's a big that's reason. A big yeah. One. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a lot of bacon. It wow. needs to be. So someone's got to, someone's got to do it. You know, someone, someone has to eat the bacon. I'll take it for the team. We, we thank you for your service. Yeah. So. We appreciate you. Yeah. Pastor Nate. Yeah, we do appreciate you. Well, so if you're not feeling enough appreciation though, um, I, th- I oh, think man. we might need to take a leaf out of some, some sports teams books from, oh. from these last couple weeks. It's so nice to watch, but it's so weird. Yeah. So if, if it, we talk about sports a lot on this podcast, we apologize if you're not into sports, this one really, even if you're not into sports, this particular yeah. story, it's relevant. It, it's, it's strange. Um, so we've got baseball is coming back. Um, and they've, they've held quite a few exhibition games. Um, and in the midst of that, they they're playing in empty stadiums, but they are piping in fan noise. So not not like, you know, fans to keep you cool, but like if you're sitting there in yeah. a stadium, you know, cheering, they're piping that. In. Could you imagine the other just <laughs> the whole time? <laughs> I can't believe you made that joke. It was it was one of those. I started it and went, shoot, now I got to finish this thought. <laughs> Remember when you told me my joke was cheesy? Well, I would just know. like to point out yeah. it's way better than that there one. You go. Yeah. But, but no, but and they they have as far as I can understand, they have um, like little buttons or like yeah. somebody there yeah. that can change they're live mixing it. Yeah, they're live mixing it. Change the reaction of the yeah. fans. So like if the home team does something yep. good, yep. you know, they pump up or they can boo. And it's just, it's so awkward it's to weird. watch because you see nobody. Clearly there's right. nobody right. there. So, but I'm thinking we could do this for the sermons every weekend. Yeah, we, absolutely. I would appreciate a laugh track. Yeah. <laughs> I know of a pastor I that used a laugh track hard <laughs> on those jokes. Yeah. Did you though? Did you? I, I try. Yeah. I, I will say it was, it's a catch 22 because doing it to an empty room, you just, you just go with confidence that you're funny, right? It's if you preach true. to an empty room, you're right. just like, that was hilarious. Right. And I'm just going to live in that confidence that that was hilarious. But then in a room full of 50, like even hilarious 
doesn't feel hilarious because right. there's not a ton of people yeah. in, in, in that big of space. It's not that 50 people aren't a lot. It's big space. It's a big space. And <laughs> the sample size is so small yeah. Yeah. that you, your joke might not be funny. Literally, <laughs> to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. of the crowd. You, you make a, you make a joke and you hear one guy in the back, just go. <laughs> and it's like, Oh man, I would actually take that <laughs> over the whole room laughing. That's fair. like someone just does the, uh, you know, the Nelson afterwards. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So oh man life mission yeah. my favorite was this week at the 10 30 service though like this was my first time back in front of a live crowd preaching in quite a while um and, and there was a there's a funny video that's playing before i go up and, and there's some laughter going so i'm like okay there's a little bit of energy in the room which is good because as a preacher you like you feed off that energy yeah no matter how put together or organized or to a manuscript or not to a manuscript you are there's an energy that comes back and forth between you and the audience and so I get to what, what Pastor Leslie deemed as a terrible, cheesy joke. I just, yeah, I called it cheesy. I didn't say it was terrible. I said it was cheesy. I, I interpreted terrible from it because the way, so I handed her my manuscript just to, hey, would you help me look over this and make sure that, you know, I'm not preaching too much heresy. And uh, she hands it back. And just with the disdain, she just puts it down. She goes, that one joke was cheesy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that joke at 1030 got one of my favorite things that can happen, especially in large crowds. I call it like the slow burn. Yep. Like where it, yep. the laugh just kind of like the, like the like wave, the wave. It, yeah. it ripples. It yeah. just ripples yeah. across the room. And it, it caught me because I'm starting to move on. But the second half of the room is starting to right, laugh. Right. Now. <laughs> I, I just had to stop because I'm like, that was, that was really good. Yeah. But. And that, that same guy in the back who's going, ha is also like, Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, we, we do it for you. Random person sitting in the back that you're the reason that we do this, but no, you, uh, you referenced the funny video. Okay, so if you weren't with us this weekend, uh, please, you know, definitely go check it, check it out. Um, you can find it on our website. You can find it uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a it was a great sermon. It was a great weekend for worship. Uh, but we opened in between, you know, at the end of our our music, uh, going into the sermon, we opened with a video from Steve Harvey. And <laughs> which is always a shock. Yeah, I know. Especially for, for some people, they're like, "Whoa!" Uh, but he he was referencing, uh, and and I don't know when this was filmed. This was years ago. Okay, so yeah. that, that's what I thought. It's hard to tell though because his style he doesn't has age not either. Changed. Well, yeah, so I mean, he looks exactly yeah. the same. It's it's bald head, glorious mustache. What <laughs> what more do you need? You know, um, but so he he referenced these letters that teachers, so educators, got at the end of the school year from kids, and they're let hilarious. Me, let me tell you, kids are brutal. Like well, in, that, in the best uh, possible way. They're honest. They're, they're, it's, yeah, they're incredible. They weren't honest. necessarily trying to be mean. They were just authentic yeah. and they were honest, which was kind of the crux of the sermon, which is why yeah. I, I picked this story. And now having two kids of my own, um, I really can embody what it means to be uh, told something so lovingly, but so honestly from a child that you're just like, what? Speaking the of mouths of babes. Yeah. It's like a real thing. Yeah. Speaking of embodying it. How are your elbows? Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I, hands down, that's the weirdest thing that I've ever heard someone like nitpick. I, kid, I don't know. Kids are honest, right? Yeah. And and they're they're authentic about what they think, but they're also oddly specific at mm-hmm. times. Like you know, they pick out the weirdest things to to comment on because there is no filter in their head that says maybe I shouldn't say this. They're just yeah. being There's honest. No social cues. Yeah, like daddy, those your elbows are really strange looking, and I'm like, 
what are you talking about? Now are they I, strange when they're bent I, or straight? Well, I'm self-conscious about my elbows now. I wasn't before, but I'm self-conscious <laughs> about my elbows now because, you know. Thanks, my, the five-year-old. Yeah, like, what What about my knees? Do you want to point out anything else? Like, I feel like I'm back in high school well, all of a sudden. I, I don't think anyone's ever seen your knees because I don't you don't wear, wear shorts. shorts. It's got to be over 100 degrees and I got to be golfing. Yeah. Otherwise, or basketball. And that happens, well, the basketball happens a little more often. The golf doesn't happen as often because usually you only go if someone else is paying, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you better believe it. So Green fees are expensive, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I, that's why I disc golf. It's cheaper, but anyway. <laughs> but kids are kids are brutal. They really are. I once had a a kid come up to me, and it was very sweet. Kids have no personal space; like they are in your yeah. bubble. They don't know what social distancing is. So this kid's <laughs> face is like I don't know six inches from my face, and with just like a little bit of moisture. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully uh, we, you weren't listening with headphones we on. We apologize for anyone at home. That that was a that was a noise that Pastor Mate made during Pastor Mate. Pastor Yeah, right over there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm still thrown off by that whole thing. What is happening? Uh, Pastor Nate made that noise in our pre-production meeting, and I thought Pastor Leslie was either going to flip the table or run out of here. Uh, so. If the pastor thing doesn't work out, I'm going into ASMR yeah. recordings. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, sorry, kid yeah. with moist. Kid. something <laughs> sloppy just, wet kiss oh, oh. Just, his natural speaking goes pastor leslie your eyelashes are beautiful whoa hey kid, and like kid. i saw her first in all right that like kind of tone and you're just like thanks thanks and they're like are mine beautiful i'm like <laughs> yes your eyelashes are beautiful like i i don't yeah. compliment your eyelashes normally, kids are so but. weird one night I was, I was putting camden to bed i think she was probably three or four um, and I'm like, okay, are you ready for me? Every night we sing Sunshine. You are my sunshine together and do prayers. And I'm like, all right, are you ready for me to sing Sunshine? She goes, no, mommy's a better singer. Can she sing? Wow. And I'm like, wait a minute. I do it for a living, kid. And she's like, no, I want mommy. I'm like, jeez. There's, there's a joke there, but I'm not going to make it. Yeah. I'm just going to let anyone listening, you know, infer. Uh, but wow, that's brutal. It is. That, that one, I, I didn't take it too personally because she's three, but I, I may have like grinded my teeth out while I walked yeah. out of the room. Like, well, but now that she's, now that she's five, you're concerned about your elbows. I, when she's pointing them out, I don't know yeah. what's next. So yeah. <laughs> she's already said that mommy's the nice one. Mommy's the nice yeah. one. Mommy's the better cook. Like I really, which blows oh, my mind. I make better ham and cheese sandwiches though. Yeah. Pastor Leslie makes the best Ooh. ham and cheese sandwiches. Although I will say when she was watching my kids, she texted me and she goes, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you put on your kids? Ham and cheese sandwiches. And I said, Ham, ham and cheese. cheese? <laughs> so I think she was going for like condiments, right? You know, I just the I way know. the question was phrased. I know, I know. I I would actually I did answer the exact same way. It's because you texted me that conversation. I said you said ham and cheese, didn't you? Yeah, you, you were, were like, both yeah. useless. We <laughs> we've just discovered that Pastor Nate and I have worked together for far too long, and it's only been two years. It's only been two so years. It's it's all downhill after this, folks. But so we started we started the sermon with the the brutally you know, honest kids. Yes. Um, but that ties in with kind of what you were going for, this idea of authentic faith, uh, a, a bold authentic faith to an extent. Living so why, in why don't this, you give yeah. us yeah, a bit of a recap. Living in this authentic community of what it means. And so really where I started was the story of Ananias and Sapphira, which is in chapter five of Acts. Um, and it's the story of these two, Ananias and Sapphira, subsequently, that sell a piece of property and uh, they you know, kind of promised the church the proceeds, but then 
lie about yeah. what they brought. They you know, hold back a certain amount and, and give the church, but pretend like they're giving everything. Um, and so they weren't being honest and they weren't being authentic. And the thing we often miss in this story is that they didn't have to lie, right? There's yeah. in verse four, Peter actually kind of gives them permission. Like if you'd have just been honest yeah. with what you were bringing us, this isn't a big deal, but you, you, you didn't just lie to the church. You lied to God and you lied to the Holy spirit and you lied to what you said you were going to provide for this community. And of course, if anybody's, um, you know, really uptight about being honest and authentic, it's Peter who <laughs> right. just denied Jesus yeah. three times Whoops. not too long ago. So he gets really, really angry. Uh, but the interesting thing about this story is on its own, it sits right there like that. Yeah. But if you back up just a few verses, there's this interesting story of the early church living uh, this communal life again, where there's no one needy among them. Yep. They're selling all their possessions to uh, make sure no one goes without uh, whatever they need. Um, and, and this is the second time they've told this story in the first four chapters. So it's important, right? Luke yeah, wants us yeah. to know. Luke, the author of Acts, wants us to know this is important. And at the tail end of chapter four, there's a story of a man named Barnabas. Actually, Joseph. Yeah. Barnabas is his really cool given, nickname. Given a new name. Which is also Pastor Mark's nickname, just so you know. It's true. I had a lot of nicknames. You yes, know, that's we, we what I hear. Officially, you know. So Barnabas sells a piece of land. Barnabas brings all of it to the church. And he's given this cool nickname, Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And like, you know, I'm sure they're doing like the Tom Landry thing where they're carrying him off on his shoulders and it's like sports reference. Yeah, um, that's to the three of you that understood that <laughs> reference. No, thanks. And and then immediately following this story, uh, I'll give away my what I thought was my funniest joke in which Pastor Leslie thought was absolutely cheesy and terrible and had great disdain when she laid my manuscript <laughs> back down on my desk <laughs> at the very, very end of chapter four, we end the story of Barnabas. And the very next word we read is a great big old, butt, a giant, butt. a giant, butt. it's a massive, huge, but it's a very firm. Butt. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see who was going to take it to the next step. Yeah, one T not two, but it was, yes. but, uh, but so the author's setting us up for kind of this contradiction or this, um, giving us context. So there's one way of doing things this way, uh, uh Joseph, AKA Barnabas and then Ananias and Sapphira. And both of these are examples of being honest in, t in within the community of this early church. And so, that's kind of where we went. And obviously starting with kids being authentic was a yeah. funny, easy way to get everybody yeah. on your side. But yeah, that's kind of where we landed with the, the recap of Ananias and Sapphira and everybody live happily ever after. Well, except not, they not, not everyone, not, because, not Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, and, and this is a, this is a story that probably a lot of people actually either have only vaguely heard referenced yes. or, you know, they're, they're not super familiar with it. So they, they died. Yeah. It, uh, it, like it's three hours apart. Uh, technically, according to the scripture, yeah. they gave us about a three yeah. hour gap in between the two. Uh, and, and, and it, it's not like they're like, oh, woe is me. And they go lie on a deathbed for a little no, while. No, it's like it's, immediate. It's it drops to the ground and uh, they're done. So moral of the story, don't, don't sell a piece of property and then lie about it. Don't lie to God. Yeah, don't lie. Don't, don't, hold don't back. lie, period. But yeah, yeah definitely don't and, lie and to God. One of the things that I left out of the sermon that kind of hit the cutting room floor just for time, um, and I, I made a quick reference to it in one, one of the services, I believe. But I mean, this is a very common motif found through scripture, yeah. especially in the Old Testament. And this is about the last time we see that uh, where somebody will just drop dead from lying to the Holy Spirit or holding something back. I mean, yeah. you had, uh, and you can go to Leviticus 10, the sons of Aaron who infringed on the holiness of the sanctuary, which the holiness of the temple, which that'll be important in a little bit. Right. Um, you've got, you, you want to tell the, you want to tell your joke. Joshua seven tells the sin of Achan. Clay. 
not clay <laughs> thank you for setting that you're one you're welcome yeah the, after the destruction of jericho he kind of holds back some of the treasure that was promised yeah. to, to god and the holy spirit and so this is like a a motif that we see all throughout that, that this swift and supernatural judgment just you know don't lie to god yeah. that's the easy thing be honest and be authentic about who you are what you're bringing uh what part you're going to play in this new community in this new world in this this new way of life and that's really, that's the big part is it, it's not just don't lie. You know, that, that's very simplistic. That's a very basic understanding. It's more than that. It's, it's be authentic in the midst of this. When it goes back to, I mean, the 10 commandments, right? The, yeah. the one that we don't bear false witness. Don't say one thing and do another, Yeah. right? Like be, let your yes be a yes. Let your no be a no. Uh, Cause it's the only way we can really move forward because we have a starting ground to talk on. We're, we're honest. Yeah, exactly. And what I really love about this is that it want it wants us to work under the assumption that we're all being authentic. Yeah. So when I bring my authentic self, you're bringing your authentic right. self. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just creates this level of trust that I think is so uncommon right now, but is so so needed right. for health, for I mean, wellness. Everything right now, everybody assumes everybody has an ulterior motive, right? Mm-hmm. With everything, yep. Yep. especially right now, it is heightened times a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, right. But uh, what you said last week, Pastor Leslie, um, in this new community, authenticity is important. But uh, you know, the the uh, unity is the goal, not conformity. Yeah. You right. had a way right. wittier rhyme for it, or something like that. Was, and yeah, uh, do you remember it off the top of your head? In this type of community, we're unity, know. not yeah, conformity. Unity, yeah. not uniformity, or something. You, like we're that. not asked to be all exactly the same. Right. We're just asked to be authentic right. and honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's really that's the crux of the issue here. That that's what we are talking about in this narrative, um, and, and it's a wonderful narrative. Bef- before we go too far into this, though, uh, I think we do need to talk about. I mean, we we've already referenced this idea of some of these practices and themes. You know, don't sit super well with us today. There's another theme in the midst of that that, w- that we referenced um, and we see in chapter four, this idea of communal living, yeah. of, of taking care of, you know, we, we talk about taking care of neighbor. We talk about, you know, all of these things. And, and to an extent, we might do some of that, but not nearly to the same you know, set of principles even. Um, and so let, let's talk about that a little bit. Why, why is this such a hard concept for us in modern society? Well, one, I think you just nailed it. That modern society, um, a lot has changed since, yeah. you know, the first century. Um, we've seen governmental structures, you know, rise and fall, and and it's a little bit different. And I'm not saying one's better or worse than the other, but you know, we find ourselves in 2020 in a capitalistic society. Not the whole world does, sure. but we do, uh, and so. And we've been raised in it, so we function different yeah. than maybe the first century. That doesn't mean we can't apply these principles and these ideas um, across the board of taking care of each other. Uh, and the one thing I think I was quick to point out, too, in this idea of communal living, right? Because um, immediately uh, you have some people that their hair will stand up and it's like, uh, you know, I got to sell everything I have. Right. Well, maybe. Right. Maybe that's what God's asking of you. I mean, it's what he asked of the rich young ruler. Um, but we know that not everybody sold everything because they still had houses to meet in, Yeah, right? They still had places to go. The church spread, but they were committed to taking care of those in the community to the extent they'd be willing to go to those lengths if yeah. needed. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an interesting thing to be aware of as we bring it into our context because, you know, we have ministry, we have money, uh, you know, we, we generally have people 
tithing the, the you know, if you don't know, giving a tenth of their income to the church mm-hmm. so that we can function as kind of that central area to help give to those in need. Yeah. And I think what's really important there too, though, is that um, we don't just tithe and then expect the church Correct. to do the taking care of the community. Right, right, I have, right. Um, when I first moved to the States, I was, I was poor. I was making minimum wage. Pastor Leslie is Canadian. Oh, yes. If you didn't Sorry. know that, Sorry, I don't we think should, we, we should, yeah. haven't mentioned that recently. She only, I don't think she so. only married me for the green card. Let's she brings us maple syrup every morning. Yeah. To the, Every yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for breakfast love, I'm all about it. But. <laughs> um, and it was my first December living in the States. And I went over to my friend's house for chili. And she's like, can you just pick up some Fritos with chili? I'm like, sure, absolutely. I go to like the store and I couldn't afford Fritos. And it was the end of the month or the beginning, somewhere in there. And I knew I couldn't pay my utilities because I didn't have enough money in my bank for Fritos. account. To buy Fritos. So I show up at my friend's house just completely distraught that I couldn't bring anything. I couldn't contribute to this beautiful meal that they've provided. Chili. Chili. (laughs) It was homemade, okay? Yeah, I've had it before. It's very, very Texas style, Cincinnati style. Oh, you're going to confuse her with that one. (laughs) She probably doesn't know that there's a difference. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, And... I just, I'm, so I'm crying to my friend and her husband walks in and kind of overheard the conversation and said, how much are you, your utilities and wrote me a check. But I know that they tithe. Yeah. And it's one of those, sometimes taking care of those in our community means we go above and beyond our 10th. It means we see a need. And in that moment we say, oh, I can do something. Not let me call the church to see if we can help you. Well, and how passive is it to just assume if I just give a check once a month right. or once a week, even that, yeah. okay, my job's done. Yep. I want, you know, I wash my hands. I'm good. That's you know. not living in community. Right. That's just in a way kind of funding some of it, but it's not actually yeah. getting your hands dirty and living yeah. in community. And this actually is, uh, I, I had a several phenomenal professors, you know, through my college experience and my seminary experience. Um, but one in particular who really kind of, he was a worship professor of mine and he really opened up my my eyes to what tithe even is. You know, it's not just money. It's our time. It's our resources. It's, it's our very lives. And that, you know, as I began to understand that, you know, what does that look like to give of myself, you know, above yeah. just my finances even? Um, well, and that, I mean, that was part of this whole, this whole weekend's message, this idea of being aware of where you have something you can give. Yeah. Like where you might have more than somebody else, whether it's money, time, talent, privilege, power, yeah. and how can you use that yeah. to help benefit the community? Because I think I said it maybe 30 times in the sermon. We can't all move forward until we can all move forward. Right, right. Yeah. So it, it, it's not a me, it's a we type yeah. of thing. And so what areas even beyond money do I have excess of or more right. than others that right. I can use to help lift them up? Yeah. And where this, this actually will be a little bit of a preview. If you're, if you are listening to this uh, sometime this week before weekend services, uh, Pastor Brian is going to go into that idea a little bit more. Um, and, and we actually are, it was something I've been working on today with uh, a lot of our pastors. We are getting together a list of volunteer opportunities. Um, you know, even though, uh, COVID has, has, you know, kind of thrown a wrench into a lot of things. You know, the church is still open. It's still alive. It's still <laughs> thriving. You know, we're trust us for the, for those of us pulling out our hair or going gray, like there's a lot still going on at the church. I found another gray hair in my beard the other day. Oh man. It's all down. I found, I, I found one 
on my temple. You know what I did with the first one I ever found? Like this was put it in your baby book or no. <laughs> I had mom. a I had a bronzed, you know, <laughs> one gray hair. Uh, I pulled it out and then like I burnt it in front of the rest of them as a warning. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it didn't oh, work. Maybe. Oh, it, it did not it work. Didn't. The grays are they're still ca- showing they're, up. They're coming back for vengeance. I now. keep picking them out one by one, but pretty yeah. soon it's going to be an army that's going to yeah. overtake me. Well, there you go. So in order to prevent Pastor Nate from going completely gray, you know, we have a Take lot of my kids. Yeah, I mean, volunteer, no, no, volunteer, yeah, volunteer, <laughs> volunteer. No, we, uh, we will have more information on that in the, in the coming week. Um, there's uh, a great page on our website actually, that uh, is going to have a list of opportunities. Yeah. And one, one of the things that I think people freak out about when they hear serve or volunteer or, you know, whatever it is, fill in the blank, they think they're signing up for the rest of their life. And that's, you know, forever, forever. Well, I mean, you know, you are, but you don't know that. No, I'm kidding. You know, the, these are not opportunities. It's not like, uh, you know, we, we do have a couple groups that, you know, started meeting for like Sunday school 30 years ago and they're still meeting today. Um, but you weren't even born. yet. I know. Right. I wasn't, man. How does that feel? How's that Shh. taste? Huh? Huh? <laughs> but you know, these, these groups, that's not necessarily the norm. You know, really what we're asking for is you to take account and to tithe, you know, to tithe your time, your resources, again, all of these things. So without going too much further into that, because I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more next week, just just giving you a brief preview. Um, you know, we we need your help, but not just we as the staff, but we as the church. We as the community yeah. at large in general. Like, um, you know, one of the things that helped the early church grow, which we talked about how improbable this rise was at the time in which it happened, and uh, was the fact that they lived in such community together and such unity together that the people around them kind of took notice and they're like, well, something's not working in my life, but I want something of that. So this is where this, each one of us playing our part and giving what we can uh, from across all sorts of resources, time, money, talent, privilege, power, whatever, this is where it comes in play. So that when the world driving by or interacting with us somewhere goes, you know, I'm not quite happy with my life and I want some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that was one of your big points was, was a question. How do people view the church? Mm-hmm. Do now, they still see us the same way today as they, as they viewed the early church? Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll be honest, there are days that I think a lot of people say, no, I, I think a lot of people look at that and they say, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and that there's days I look yeah, at well, yeah. I mean, let's, you know, <laughs> I, we'll be, you know, we are an imperfect people. That's not an excuse. That's right. not, you know, that's not condoning any of our mistakes, but, you know, that, that is a very real question that we as a church, as a community, as a congregation, um, even as a denomination need to ask, how do people view the church? Yeah. And, and that, um, you know, that's not obviously the only barometer that we use to determine how we do things, but it's a big one. And it wasn't all puppies and rainbows for the early church, oh, yeah. right? Like this yeah. is a great story that it's told in chapter two, it's told in chapter four, but then like in chapter six and seven, we hear arguing over whose widows are not being taken care of right. properly. And right. you know, this, it gets messy quick. It doesn't mean it's not the ideal we shouldn't work towards, but understand that this is, it's, it's tough. It, it's still filled with imperfect people. Right. Uh, and so it's going to get a little messy. Yeah. And that, and that makes then for a very interesting kind of point when one of your later points that we, we bring up is this idea of we as the new covenant uh, and you know, yeah. we collectively, we as the new body of Christ, we are the new temple. 
Um, and one of my, one of my favorite, like, I want to just hit someone over the head with a biblical commentary. Um, that would hurt. That would hurt a lot. Most um, of them are pretty thick. I, I actually have a funny story about that. Uh, ask me, you know, if you want to hear that story, email us uh, podcast at crossingchurch.org. We will get zero emails it's, about that. But it's such a good story. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to sell this. I, I want to see if it, okay. <laughs> I want to see if anyone's going to email us because this honestly, it's a great story. It involves a woodchuck commentary, <laughs> a baseball bat. And a pigeon. You actually got two thirds of that, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but just this idea of, you know, we are a new temple. And so often like my, my go-to thing that I just, it irks me is when someone does something and they're like, well, your body's a temple. And then they reference, you tattoos. know, the, the, yeah, tattoos, which heathen. I'm the only one in this room. That's because you're, tattoos. it's probably because you're Canadian. It's different rules up there. Yeah, I think. that's true. They're, they're ahead of us. They're, they're, they're way ahead of us when it comes to the yeah. cultural things. But no, I mean, that's so pastor Leslie, have you ever been told that your body is a temple and how dare you defile it with your tattoos that, you know, one is a cross and the other one so is free and forgiven, free and forgiven. So like, one of them is a first century torture device <laughs> and the other one. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I no, not about, Tattoos. I was about getting my ears pierced. Oh, speaking of ears pierced and authentic, I almost told this story. Um, and I feel like the podcast is probably a better place to tell this story. Uh, one, I've always wanted a tattoo. I have none because I can't commit. Um, and by the time I have the money to get one, I buy a guitar or something else. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's, fa- that's fair. But so I have fake gauges in my ears. So one, if you didn't know that, uh, they're fake. Like they're not magnetic. They go through a tiny little hole, but my clip ons, like my earlobes are so big already. Like I thought stretching (laughs) them would be a bad idea. So I'm a poser, but I've had them for 15 years like this. And, uh, but when I moved here, uh, I moved into, you know, the crossing was a little bit more conservative 10 years ago. Yeah, that's fair. It is now a lot of, a lot of churches were. Yeah. And so I took my earrings out. I didn't wear my earrings and I wore vests and ties every weekend for a while. I can't imagine. Did you really? Yeah, I did. I can't. I can't. If anyone has pictures, <laughs> I've got pictures. Email email so I've got wow. <laughs> I had a, I had a vest and cardigan section of my closet. So, I didn't you know, know, you knew what those were. Yeah. So, uh, and I had, I still have a rack of like 40 ties and I don't think I've worn one in the last five years, wow. but I was, I, I wasn't necessarily being authentic to who I was. And I learned a quick lesson. Um, that people will dislike you no matter yeah. what, right? Yeah. Like, so mm. be comfortable in who you are and be authentic. At least they're disliking you and not some facade you're putting yeah. on to make them happy. And so for the the few of you that listened to this that were around then, you know, I, I was just trying to win you over and it turns out it, you know. It still didn't work. It still didn't work. <laughs> Here you are 10 years yeah. later. Well, I mean, I, I'm just, that blows my mind. I, I, th- I will I find pictures. I think I kind of knew some of that. You know, I, I've seen pictures of you when you were younger and pre beard <laughs> and you know, actually that. So funny, funny story with this. Uh, the very first time I ever came over to your house, this happens to almost everybody. Yeah. The so, first time they come over yeah, to our house came in and I was just kind of, you know, you're getting the tour and you're looking around and in your living room, you have a, a wall that's got quite a few pictures on it. And, and, and you're I'm, really painting a picture. here. I know, like, right? I there's know. this wall, there's this wall. And there's pictures on it. No. So I, I go over and I'm looking through it and I turn around and I said, who are these people? Like, you know, so I've always, uh, you know, secret weird thing. I've always wanted to buy, uh, frames from a store and leave the stock <laughs> yeah. photos in them and just hang them up. Like that's always something weird that I've always wanted to do. 
And and so I thought, oh, maybe, maybe this guy did this. Have like you, maybe. Yeah. And and it turns we out. We didn't know you very well yeah. yet. And it turns out he's like, no, that's 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 me and Kelly. Me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, no, there's no way. I you're, just thought you're like it was 12. weird that you had a picture of Kelly and like one of her ex-boyfriends <laughs> or something. Oh, I don't know this. No, no, no like that's, that's what, what people. Oh, like. oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. No, I'm me. so confused. We've yeah, gotten okay, we've okay. gotten questions like that. Is that yeah. is that somebody you used to date? Is that, is that your brother? Is that your is brother? That a, yeah. Why are you on a bicycle with your brother? And <laughs> why is yeah. the picture hanging on your wall? Yeah. No, that was so. Uh, one more anecdote for the fun: uh, being authentic, being open and honest. So I didn't really, I couldn't really grow facial hair too much. And we were kind of dating. I'd have a little scruff here and there, and I was never really clean shaven. But for the wedding, I, I went completely clean shaven. All right. So it's the first time I've really been razor, uh, you know, thin or whatever on the hair. And we were away for two full weekends of church. And so I had enough time to grow at least something respectable. It was not great, but it was, it didn't look like I just fallen in a dirt pile. (laughs) Um, and so for the whole first year of marriage, I had that amount of facial hair in our our one year anniversary. My wife was like, I really don't like the facial hair. Oh, um, would you mind shaving it? And of course, you know, I'm young and in love at this yeah, point. So like, I'll do whatever. Anything. Absolutely. So I go into the bathroom and I shave and I come out and her eyes just grow huge. <laughs> <laughs> she just says, grow it back, grow it back right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. Like no hesitation. Like I'm, I'm dating a 12 year old. I yeah. don't know what happened. Yeah. I'm married to a 12 year old. Yeah. She'll, uh, she'll get questions. Uh, fun fact. Pastor Leslie has never I've seen never. me without a beard. Yeah, I, I've had a beard uh, ever. Let's see. I'm going on 10, almost 10 years now which is insane to think about. Uh, but I know. once I had a goatee for like a week. Um, it wasn't on purpose. Uh, my guard fell off my trimmer. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yep. I got to finish it now. Yep. So I, I had a very close call like that once. And I thought that was it. I thought that was game over. And thankfully I was able to salvage it. Um, I think it's the shortest my beard had ever been up to that point. But Anyway, what so were we talking about again? Body as a temple. All, oh, all yes. I got out of that was. <laughs> wow, that was quite the trail. Yeah, all, Thank you for following that trail. Right. All I got oh. out of that was grow facial hair, don't get tattoos, and Pastor Nate has fake gauges. That's that's, that's all that I got. <laughs> Real earrings, yeah. fake gauges. Sorry. Yeah. And yeah, tattoos so. are perfectly fine, y'all. Yeah. They oh, are. sorry. If we didn't are. say that. But this this thread of this idea of the new temple. Sorry. Uh, I, I loved this. Uh, it is. It's one of the meta stories of you know Old Testament to New Testament. Yeah. This movement from uh, a kind of a group of nomads that move. You know the uh, um, that it's not called the temple. What's it called, Mark? Come on. You can get there. The tabernacle. Yeah. The, yeah. It it's, it's movable, but yeah. the spirit resides there. <laughs> <laughs> they load it up in a U-Haul and they just keep on going. <laughs> Sorry, I have, I'm tired. So yeah. um, we move from that. We move to uh, the actual temple that's built, right? Yes. And, and the Holy Spirit resides in the holy of holy places, and only the holiest of people with bells on them can go mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, experience this power of God. Yeah. And so through the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ, we have this detail told that the curtain was ripped, the curtain that divided yeah. uh, parts of the temple from the holy of holies. So. Yeah. In this moment, you know, this the spirit, the portable spirit that went around in right, the tabernacle right. to uh, to the permanent place in the temple is all of a sudden pervasive and yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And then we get to, especially in Acts, we have the story that was told a few weeks ago of Pentecost, where all yeah. the believers are filled yeah. with the spirit. And then all of a sudden we have these stories of them living in a community and healing the sick and, and taking care of the needy and, and standing for justice and fighting oppression and, and standing for equity. And it's interesting because all of these things were the job of the temple and yes. the job of yes. the tabernacle, right? And so this, the way Luke is telling this story in Acts, it, he's telling us we're the new temple. 
We're, we're the body of Christ. We are the ones that are now to be standing for justice and fighting oppression and standing for equity and healing the sick and taking care of the poor and the needy. And I'm going to, I'm going to preach again here yeah, soon. Know, just right? a second. I'm ready I'm to get chills it. over here. In. Yeah. You had a couple moments this weekend where you really like got into it and you like kind of started to yell a little bit. And I was like, Whoa, buddy, you need to, you pretty need to calm in, down. It's pretty intimidating to see a six foot one guy. It know. was a lame joke. Yeah, Thanks right. Pastor Leslie. Um, but sorry. I threw, I threw you off. I am you so sorry. Really Her did. rhythm's gone. You really did. Just this idea of um, the temple has, Old, Old Testament temple, has was portable. The tabernacle was portable. Mm-hmm. I liked that you said the portable Holy the portable Spirit. portable Holy Spirit. <laughs> that was comical Pocket size, you know. Jeez. <laughs> that in this instance, the Holy Spirit became portable again. Yeah. yeah. With the outpouring of it. And I noticed in my sermon two weeks ago, that the filling of God's people with the Holy Spirit happens time and time again. It wasn't a one-time event that yeah. happened in a room yeah. where there were like weird yeah. tongues of fire things. Like it's a thing that's it's scriptural. Look it up all of the time. And God isn't limited to just pouring out God's spirit once. Yeah. yeah. It's time and time again. And that, that is something, you know, not a small rabbit trail that we, we don't really have time to explore, but even the, the, the passage in the gospels of Jesus saying, you know, I've come to basically destroy the old temple. And, you know, even if it is destroyed, I can rebuild it again in three days. And, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of that is tying into his own life and and his death and resurrection. But if we are to understand ourselves as the the new temple, you know, the restoration of the temple, all of a sudden that has a completely different context. And it's just such a, such a cool thought to think of, but you know, Again, we have to save that for another time. So we've got lots of theological podcast material. We try yeah. to keep it, you know, fair and balanced here. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Some Talk fun. About- I don't know if there's any fairness <laughs> or balance in the little theology, yeah. little jokes, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit of everything, little churchy. Yeah, here we are. Well, so to to, to kind of start to wrap us up with some of the <laughs> the final churchy stuff, um, you you referenced a, a quote actually from uh, another Nazarene pastor. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I, I love this quote for, for two reasons. One, um, if, if you don't know me, I like to poke the bear a little bit. You know, I, I like to, I like to stir things up in a healthy way. I don't do it just to do it. Is that always true? It is actually. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, thank, thank you for affirming that, you know, at least in the recording, she, she'll tell the truth afterwards. Um, I'm being authentic. She is being authentic, but there, there's a quote that, that you, uh, you listed from, uh, just Shauna Songer Games. Yes. Yeah. So say that three times fast. I can't, I, I had to, you can barely say it once. <laughs> it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like yeah, I can't do it. One. So it's, and, and I don't, I don't have the direct quote, but I'm, I'm going to, neither paraphr- did I, I know, so. I know I'm going to paraphrase with you. So, um, basically it came along the lines of if you're reading the gospel and it isn't offending you, you're probably covering your ears. Yeah. And you know, I love that for two reasons. One, it's true. It's authentic. It's, you know, it's, we, we hear the gospel message and the early church, uh, the, the work that they did. And we're kind of, turned off by that because we've, we've experienced something so dramatically different for a very, very long time. We talked about that in modern context and all that, but it's also, it's kind of calling us out at the same time. You know, it's saying if we're not doing these things, you know, going back to your first point, how do people view the church? If we are not living authentically, if we are not caring for the other, you know, then we might have our ears covered and, and that's, that's humbling. Yeah, that's, it was that's hard. It was challenging even reading through some of the stuff um, 
for this particular sermon too. Cause, and for somehow, and I, I don't know how, somehow I always end up with the, the sermons revolving around this whole upside down kingdom yeah, idea, yeah. taking care well, of the poor and oppressed. That's, that's not just an accident. Well, Weird. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's also just scriptural. So yeah, I could just yeah, say that, aware, yeah. but uh, except for the one time I preached on parenting, we can get back to that at another yeah, time. That's, but that's fair. Uh, man, there's, there's things we read and, and I always grew up, I grew up a little bit more, uh, not in a, not in a fundamentalist, but a little bit more conservative small town church. It was really, really a great experience. I don't have one of those deconstructing, sure, trying to run sure. away from, but I, you know, remember hearing those sermons, especially in youth group of you can't parent. Perry, yeah, Perry chick. Woo. Woo. Spoonerism. Yep. You can't cherry pick the Bible there. You, you, you can't. I you had can't. no idea <laughs> what you actually tried to say. You can't, you can't parry chick either. You, can't but, you, know, you, you definitely <laughs> don't parry chick the Bible, but don't, you can't cherry pick the scriptures you want to follow and yeah. ignore the ones you don't. Yeah. And I'm, I, I grew up kind of in that context and I realized, you know, didn't take much that we all do that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. We, absolutely. The fundamentalists do that. The liberal side does that. Like nobody's immune yeah. to like skipping over the parts that hurt and skipping over the parts that are offensive to us in right. ways. So right. the challenge then is how do we sit in those? How do we, what do we pray in those moments? How do we ask the spirit to lead us and guide us in those moments when right. we're uncomfortable with something we're reading in scripture? Right. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a difficult okay. journey. And, and I think that's, that's okay. That's okay for us to admit it is a difficult journey uh, and, and to wrestle with that and to journey through that. So to, like bring us full circle. I think one of the ways, really one of the most important ways that we do sit in those texts that are so uncomfortable is having the accountability of others. Yeah. If yeah. we're not having the conversations about, Hey, I read this and I, I need to process. Yeah we're not doing the work. We're only doing half of it. We're mm-hmm. not doing all the work. Yeah. And we as pastors are also responsible to do that same thing, mm-hmm. to, to read and to look through this and say, you know, how does this work? How does this apply? How does this, you know, Pastor Nate, you just about every single time you preach, I expect usually around Tuesday or Wednesday, a pretty lengthy text just saying, am I a moron? No, no, uh, no. I say that's, yes, that, and then that, that's oh, not sorry, every that's, time I preach. Yeah, that's like weekly. That's weekly. Am I a moron? <laughs> no, it's just you bounce ideas out. You know, you yeah. you, you process by engaging with others, and that mm-hmm. that's so critical for I think a lot of us. Well, and it, it's the reason I asked Pastor Lizzie to look over my manuscript. Yeah. It's the reason I've chat with Pastor Brian about it. Uh, you know, it's the reason I asked some other friends some different things. Like uh, I understand I've got a limited perspective on things. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to widen it as best I can, right. but this is my perspective. And I think just the way, and I'm not the only one on staff that does this. So don't hear this as like, I'm the perfect, whatever, but trust that, me, he's not, he's not, no. <laughs> this is in a sense, part of what it means to be in this community exactly. that we're in, right? Exactly. We're all participating in to make it the best that it can be. Yep. Um, you know, then I screw it up when I actually preach, but well, we, we attempted know. to make it you the know. best we yeah. could. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a great process. So one, one thing that we've been doing recently, uh, especially for COVID. Yes. Especially for COVID. Um, I don't know why you said it that way, but now COVID. it's, it's going to be stuck in my head like that. So we, we've been doing, you can't a, parry chick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you definitely shouldn't do that. So we've, uh, we've got a segment that we've been doing. That's called. Tell me something good. And in the midst of just 
some rough stuff, you know. We we want to bring a, a little bit of a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness, uh, you know. Be the joy. And thankfully, an this isn't a week where we get to the segment and all of us are going. Oh, yeah, we're like, oh, what, what are we gonna what are we gonna bring up? <laughs> I have to think of something uh, good now. So uh, I'm gonna start over here uh, with my lovely wife, and then I'll get to the the lovely pastor Nate as well. <laughs> you know, but uh, hey, so, don't parry chicken. Sorry, here, okay? sorry, no, I'll stop parry chicken. So I'm gonna screw that up oh, at some point. My goodness, y'all. <laughs> By the way, spoonerism is the technically correct yes, term for. You that word flip flop the yeah. first two letters i love two i love that word i had never spoonerism. heard that it's word just either. such a so good I heard one perry chick spoonerism she's like what's what's this weird american theology <laughs> oh I don't know. so pastor leslie tell me something good um something good is that this past sunday with our in-person services we had um a family who they've had uh, some of their family members have had some health concerns and it was the first time i had seen them since before COVID had started, they were finally able to come. And it was just this like moment of you're here and you're okay. And how are the kids? And how is everyone? You look fantastic. All the foot, all the foot fives. All the foot fives. Yeah. We got, I had a lot of foot fives this weekend. Um, and it was just this really beautiful moment of being able to see my friend and her kid and be like, okay, it is well, it is good. So, there were know. so many foot fives. It was like a bad double Dutch routine in the lobby. Boo. <laughs> I, Come on, on. That was good. On. I need that to, was I, good. I, I need to make sure that the audio picks this up. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. Pastor Nate. Working with working with amateurs here. Come on, yeah. You know the key to being funny is just laughing at your own jokes. So the key to be funny, actually, in my realm, is just you say everything that comes to mind, and one out of ten times you're going to be funny. And five out of 10 times you're in trouble. It's true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, uh, what's my something good this week, man? Um, just, we, we've got an opportunity, um, coming up, my wife and I, and you, you two are helping by watching our kids just to, you're welcome. We're not getting out of town. We're just kind of going to a, a, a different part, a of, different town. part of town yeah. just, to, uh, to get away. Yeah. Um, we haven't ha- been able to have a vacation for quite a while, partially because of COVID partially because of a few other things that happened. Um, and so we're, we're just, we're getting out of town. Uh, you know, the plan is honestly, we're just going to chill. We're going to sleep in cause we won't have kids. We're going to try to sleep. You, I was we'll going to say, do you still, know how to do that? We'll probably still, still wake up at like 7am or 630 or something. And, um, uh, we're just probably going to order delivery food the whole time, <laughs> watch some movies and just, just chill and just like have a chance to relax and refresh. Uh, and so that's exciting cause it's been, it's been a while yeah. uh, since, yeah. You know, we've been able to do anything like that. Probably so. a lot of people are feeling that's that same yeah. kind of thing. So, and don't worry, we're we're we picked a place that is abiding by every single guideline. Yeah. We have masks. Um, this would be a much cooler place if everything was open, but right. it's not. But so we're still just going to enjoy kind of a little bit of a staycation um, away from our lovely kids um, and just a chance to relax. So yeah. that's that is something good. There you go. That's perfect. Prioritizing some time together. Yeah, beautiful. Tell me something. Well, mine this week might might be a little odd for some, but it's every week. It's every, odd. Well, that's that's just because it's me. But you know, we uh, we have had um, quite a few visitors. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about my wife and I. Uh, we we've had a lot of uh, people coming out to visit. Um, you know, again, hotel hancher. Yes, pretty much. Uh, you know, remaining. Do you offer turn down service? <laughs> we do not. No. Some mints on the pillows. Extra. Yeah. Um, we do, you know, we do fluff your pillow for free though. Um, but we, we, (laughs) I got pastor Nate with that one. Uh, we, uh, we've had my, my folks came out to visit. 
Um, and they were out here for a little time. And, and it's weird. It's weird, you know, visiting with family and friends during this time, you know, because not a lot of things are open. Um, you know, we, we are being very responsible of how we are doing all of this traveling and, and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, don't worry. Um, but my family came out to visit my, my, uh, my parents. They were out for a week and then we had like four days, five days off. And then I had a couple friends that uh, we went on a backpacking trip a year ago. Um, up in Canada. And we, while we were finishing that trip, we were already planning our next one. And so this was uh, a trip that had literally been a year in the making already. And we were just like, you know what, we think we can still do it. So they drove cross country um, and they, they hung out. We, we hiked a bunch and then um, you know, they went home and then it was like what, four or five more days. And then my sister and brother-in-law and our two-year-old nephew came out uh, and you know, it was a two-year-old. I was asleep. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I know. I know exactly what yeah. a two-year-old's like. Yeah. So I, I did not realize why parents of toddlers are always tired until there was a toddler in my house for like five days. Is there, am I hearing like a little more sympathy or empathy? No, by, by no means, by no means, <laughs> no, but now I understand. You have maker in your house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, but, but I was, so not only was I in bed, I was asleep by 10 PM every single night. And usually like, that it's one or two in the morning for me. So, you know, so the, so my something good as much as I loved all of those visits and they were wonderful is we do have our house back. Um, you know, and, and I know that might sound kind of strange, but for, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing that pastor Nate, you were just talking about. Now it's kind of a bit of a reprieve. It's kind of like, Oh, all right. Yeah. Take a breath, you know, slow down. Of course, now I get to go hang out with your kids in a week. And yeah, I hope actually, you're really, I'm there for the dog. I hope but. you're ready for elbows in your chest. Like oh. at 6 a.m. Oh, gotta love it. They come flying into the bedroom like, Mah! well, my elbows are nicer than yours. That's so, what I hear. Yeah, that's Courtney, I'm still self-conscious. I don't know. <laughs> you should be. You should I be. I think we need to like take a picture of your elbow and that be like the cover for like social media graphic yeah. oh, for this ew. week's podcast. Ew. That'll have the record lowest number of listeners <laughs> right, we've ever had. Right. Oh, that that actually that would be impressive. So. We'll just put that up on the screen when it's time to leave the sanctuary. Yeah, everybody, get out, everybody, get get out, out. look at my elbows. So yeah, uh, no, my my tell me something good. That's you know, I've got I've got my stuff back. I've got my place back. Um, I got my stuff. Got back. my stuff back. But it's all about me. You know, oh, uh, you know I, I say that with again all the love in the world. But it's nice to kind of fit back into that rhythm. I think oh, that's yeah. that's something that we've been missing just for a, in that a lot was, of ways. In, that was my something good a week or two ago. Just rhythm. Yeah. Right now, rhythm is hard. Yeah. Rhythm is strange. Everything's awkward. It changes week to week. So getting into a good rhythm. Uh, is it's important yeah. and it's healthy. So yeah. Now there are times where not having a rhythm is an okay thing, and unfortunately, I missed one of those opportune times this last Sunday. I didn't. I I and I'm bummed. I didn't put two and two together. So Sunday was National Ice Cream Day. Now every day is National Ice Cream Day if you try hard enough. But, You're living right. Yeah. This this was the official National Ice Cream Day, and I I missed out. So. To celebrate, I'm, I'm going to celebrate a little late, but <laughs> to celebrate, I want to hear your favorite ice cream. Okay. Who are we starting with? I, who, who wants to go first? I mean, mine, this sounds terrible, but literally vanilla. Vanilla or vanilla bean? Um, just a really good vanilla. It could really be like high-end vanilla. Yeah, high-end vanilla. Like cook, not the fake stuff. Like if, if I'm go to a place and I know it's not going to be good vanilla, I'll get like cookies and cream because yeah. I really like that. But yeah. high-end, like really good vanilla is hard to beat. And we had this this place growing up um, it was 20 minutes from the house called Hank's Frozen Custard. 
It's been in business for 68 years and it's literally in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around it. So you have to drive to get there. This isn't a people are stopping by at a convenience thing. They are going on purpose. Uh, and they, they have this license plate thing every year. They have to get a, an actual license plate on the car uh, and they get they hit every 50 states quickly and they have you know people from around the world every single year. Uh, so somebody is transporting a car from Hawaii over. That's and, amazing. And, and bringing it there. But they're frozen custard, which I know is technically not ice cream, you uh, purists. Yeah. <laughs> um, their vanilla was so good. Uh, and so if you can find a really, really good vanilla, yeah. it's by oh, far yeah. my favorite. Pastor Leslie. Um, it had a very specific name growing up, but I don't remember because a lot of life has happened between <laughs> high school and now. Um, but, and I was at the ice cream store that was like just, I could walk there in like 10 seconds. And it was like a vanilla base, but it had chocolate, dark chocolate chunks and cherry swirl. Oh. And it was Ooh. the most delicious. Interesting. Ice cream in the world. And I just Googled it to see if I could find it. <laughs> No yeah, luck. It's not a thing. No luck. And oh, if anybody no. wants to drop off ice cream to oh, the yeah. staff, our address is yeah, <laughs> yeah. 3501 West 104th Avenue. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, for me, so Pastor Leslie can attest to this. I don't have a lot of favorites in the world. It's annoying. It's super annoying. <laughs> it's super annoying for her. However. You're his favorite. However. Yeah, it's true. Aw, that's Aww. sweet. I'm looking at her with Marriage Counseling eyes. 101. Yeah, see? It's we're all we're all better now. But uh ice cream fixes problems like that. That that's for sure. <laughs> oh, um so you, we better wrap this up yeah, quick. This is right? going down here. Grow, growing up, so I think one one of my favorite flavors, I, I probably would have a couple, but one of my favorite is is a flavor that we always had in the house growing up. It's very simple, very basic, just a good old mint chocolate chip. That's my wife's favorite. Yeah, there's just there's just something about it. It's it's the it's simplicity. Gross. Well, you know, you can sit there and your wrongness and be wrong about it. So it does you know, not belong let together. Me have this, Mister Vanilla. <laughs> so anyway, well, thank. Th- blah, 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 blah. Wow, you pulled a pastor word in. You pulled One a pastor word. Thanks for joining us this uh, this week for another episode of the Crossing Church Rewind. As always, you can find more information about our church at crossingchurch.org. Be sure to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Or if you have any questions, comments, you can email us at podcast at crossingchurch.org. Or if you want to hear that funny story about me hitting someone with a biblical commentary, podcast at crossingchurch.org. If you want to financially support the ministries of the church, you can do that online at crossingchurch.org slash give. And if you want to sign up for one of our in-person services on Sunday, you can go to crossingchurch.org slash register. Thanks for checking in with us this week. We hope to hear from you soon. Before I spoke a word, you were pouring milk for me. (laughs) With your funny elbows. You have been so, so good to me. It's breakfast love, man.